You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I am Allie, your host, joined with Daniel today. And Daniel, we were just talking, as always, I like to open our podcast with what we are loving right now. And we are loving the same thing. We are. <laughs> we always try to say so we don't say the same, same. thing, but we decided we we're both loving the same yes, thing. Yes, it's so, worth it. <laughs> and we said last episode, we don't really like to give away what time of year we're doing things, but I'm going to give it away a little bit. It's Christmas time. It's December. <laughs> it's a great time of year. And we just did an adoration night for mm-hmm. our students. It was a little different this year mm-hmm. because we can't gather in large groups. So we had the groups come in for five minutes at a time and there was music and we turn off all the lights. And what I'm really loving is not just adoration. I always love adoration. Yes. It's one of the most peaceful things that I've experienced, but What I really love is how we do it during Advent, which is to put up a manger, Mm -hmm. turn off all the lights, and there's just a couple of up lights on the manger, and we set the monstrance on the manger to just remind us of Christ coming down so simply and peacefully to be among us. I do love how we do this. This has become a little tradition for student ministry. We always take time during Advent to have this adoration experience for our students, and like you said, I love adoration in general. I love how we put the monstrance in the manger and just everything's dark except for that and f- draws our focus to it. But this year, I think I just really loved our creativity and adaptability because we weren't able to do it, which we were a little nervous about because in past years, we get everyone together for adoration. And it's kind of powerful to have so many people in the same room worshiping all together. And I was a little nervous how it was going to be because we just brought in a small group at a time into this big empty room. And I just think it was beautiful. It was intimate. It was a bonding moment with the small groups for them to be the only ones in there. I just think it was really beautifully done. And then on top of that, we incorporated our student leadership team this year. So a couple of our teens before the small group went to our theater, which is where we were having adoration. Um, They went into the room and kind of gave them a rundown to all the students for what adoration is, what's expected, what's okay if you feel or if you don't feel, just kind of really gave them this beautiful intro to prepare their hearts for adoration, which a lot of our students, at least I have a small group of eighth grade girls, some of the girls are new this year, they had no idea what the word even meant, adoration. Some of the girls, they had only ever experienced it when we do it here at Nativity, so they were like, wait. It's not the same as last year. We're not all in there. What's happening? So I just think it was a really great win and awesome. Something I'm loving right now. (laughs) Good thing to love. Yes, absolutely. Well, to get into today's car rides worth of content, we are in the second episode of our series on values. It's called Your Values Are Showing. So we are going to be deep diving into our values and strategy. We spoke last time about how we have just reconstructed kind of our kids and student ministry to form one new total ministry, next-gen ministry here at Nativity. So we are trying to create a continuous harmonious flow of our programs from six weeks to 18 years old and we want to show families the value of regular weekly engagement 
Last week, we talked about why values are so valuable, that they teach us how to think instead of just what to do, how they allow our teams to respond to any situation, and how they go beyond rules and guidelines to really empower people. So this week, we're revealing the seven values we developed for Next Gen Ministry. And we're still writing these out exactly what they mean and how we can use them. But these are the seven. We'll go through them uh, individually, but I'll just tell you all of them. An important part, too, that values can adapt and you can constantly tweak them, reevaluate them. They're not just set in stone. Your values for when from 10 years ago aren't going to be the same in this climate right now, maybe. But that was just, I like the way you said that, because really we should always be adapting and working through what a value is exactly. We should. It's a living document. Yes. It's not something that you create and put into a drawer. So the seven values are, and some of these are the same ones that we have for our big church, but they are a little bit different for us. So it's growth oriented, relational, irresistible, safe, experiential, adaptable, and committed. So the first one is growth oriented. And like we say for big church, this means we want to go deeper and go wider. We want two kinds of growth, spiritual growth and maturity and increasing participants and engagement. Going wide means that we want our next gen programs to be increasing in number, especially among the unchurched. And going deep means that we want to challenge regular attendees to regularly take their next steps in faith. So that's growth-oriented. Second, we have relational. And we say for this relational, that value to us means where you are known and noticed. Every kid and every student should have someone who knows their name. We pay attention to what they say and find out about their week. We laugh and have fun together so that we can build trust and camaraderie. We have faith conversations and pray together because we believe the living God works through these means. We know kids and students, and we also know their parents and families. They don't care how much we know really in our minds until they know how much we care. No one, not a single kid, student, or minister is anonymous or forgotten. I think that was probably the easiest one for us to distinguish Mm -hmm. of these seven. Everybody had, we all kind of contributed ideas and then had a big offsite meeting where we discussed this. And relational was the one where everybody had contributed something. It's like our cornerstone of our ministry, yeah. So we are relational. There's all kinds of podcasts that we've done on that Mm -hmm. in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really the cornerstone of our strategy. These are all important, but I feel like that one probably more than any other one. All right, so we have growth-oriented, relational. The third one is irresistible, an environment that invites and excites. So we use our resources to create spaces that are clean, and that's a big thing for us. We, we want clean spaces. <laughs> what did uh, Carrie, a member of our team, say? Uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's right. <laughs> and our pastor loved it. Out of everything on our board, that was what his favorite phrase was. And we value that too, I think. Not maybe as much as our pastor, but <laughs> we want to be clean. So we use our resources to create spaces that are clean, fun, age-appropriate, because we're talking about six weeks to 18 years, Mm -hmm. dynamic, engaging, and utterly irresistible. When a kid or a student walks into the space, there's nothing that prevents them from feeling comfortable. How they feel is a big deal. Now, our faith isn't completely based on feeling, but their initial response is all about feeling. When we engage their senses and we provide people 
um, who love our teens and our and our kids, they see that we create mm-hmm. programs and plans and teams of people that leave them saying, "Oh, they had me in mind," or "How did they know that I needed to hear that?" So we want to be irresistible. Yes. And our next value is safe, and we mean this that they are physically and emotionally secure. Because parents are trusting us with their kids and their students. So we want them to have confidence that our systems and spaces are good places for minors. We have emergency plans, a uniformed police officer at all of our programs, and well-trained volunteers and staff. The next step is creating a safe place for kids and students to share. So once we have the physical safety covered, this is the next part of this value. We create an environment of understanding, openness, and support. No question is stupid, no opinion is unheard, and no secret is unsafe. They trust us enough to tell us anything, and we reassure them that God will love them no matter what. I think that's a value, too, that we probably wouldn't have named it the same way Mm -hmm. before COVID. We might have had something to do with, you know, safety, but I don't think we would have necessarily named it safe. So that's one that's probably changed a little bit in the last year. All right, so we're working our way through here. We've gone through growth-oriented, relational, irresistible, safe. The fifth value is experiential. We want to our students and kids to be empowered to embrace and experience. So we don't want to teach the next generation what to do. We want to teach them how mm-hmm. to think. We've repeated that phrase a lot in the last couple of weeks. We said last episode, you got to repeat your values over yep. and over again. So here we are. <laughs> And we hold that for ministers and for our students as well. Mm -hmm. Kids really need tangible examples and experiments. They need things that they can touch and feel and use their senses to experience. Middle schoolers need scenarios and problems to solve. And high schoolers need us to listen and let them process. They need to be a little bit more independent in their thinking and work through things. Even if we know the answer sometimes with teenagers, we don't always offer it. We help our groups to find it themselves. Even if we know how to do something, we don't always do it. Mm -hmm. We allow our kids and students to struggle and maybe even to fail at times because that's the real world. That's how we learn. And it's how we can teach them that win or lose, God is faithful in all circumstances. Yes, so we are keeping trucking along. The next one, you might recognize this from our last podcast. One of our staff values and one of our next-gen ministry values is to be adaptable. Keep calm and carry on. We prepare like everything is dependent on us, and we pray like everything is dependent on God. Because technically, technically, technology is going to malfunction. People won't show up. Supplies run out. There's conflict and turmoil that might ruin the day. When plans go awry, kids and students are watching us. And how we react teaches them whether we value adaptability and resiliency or we're hostage to our circumstances. So that is one of our values to be adaptable. And the seventh value is also one from our big church. It's to be committed. And that's showing up with our best selves. And we state that differently than we do for big church because the commitment is really to the relationships Mm -hmm. and to the program in this case. So we show up predictably each week or every shift, we're there. We show up emotionally. We listen and invest in the limited time that we have with the next generation. 
And no matter what's happening outside of our ministry, we never stop caring for what's happening to the people and program within our ministry. doesn't mean that the stuff outside of our ministry doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. matters a lot. But we never lose our care for what's happening in the ministry. We don't forego self-care and life balance, but we spend a good deal of time and emotional energy here because we love it and we love what we do. So seven values, growth-oriented, relational, irresistible, safe, experiential, adaptable, and committed. Yes, there it is. It sounds like a lot, but so much too overlaps, I feel like, in a lot of ways. So those are our seven values for you guys to take and think about. We wanted to share it with you to get you thinking about what your own intentional values are for your ministry. As always, we like to end with giving you one bright idea. So today's is to think about which of our values do you agree with, which don't fit in your community. We don't expect everyone to love our ideas. They're unique to nativity, to our place, to our programs and our kids and students. But some are probably shared with you. What would you put on there for your values? You'll notice ours aren't all that religious. That's because we're a, ch- we're a church. Those things don't distinguish us. We talked about that last week. Your values are what makes you different. So That's something that doesn't make us different as a church because religion is the foundation for all churches. But these seven values are what distinguish us. Our values help us communicate the religious truths that we believe. It's a strategy for sharing the gospel, not the gospel itself. So take that with you this week and think about your values. Next week, we are going to talk about how we translate these values into actual outcomes for each age group. So please join us next time. We love you very much.